This episode contains adult themes. G'day, Adam. We have a guest today. Yeah, it was because, yes. And I think it was because Eric went so well last week that we want to continuously have <laughs> guest appearances. I know it adds, it adds something to life. No pressure. No pressure. I guests. was going to say, <laughs> now that you've said that, that the last week worked so well, now there's pressure on this week. <laughs> and this guest is special because all of your stories somehow relate, somehow. Yeah, <laughs> somehow that's why she's relate to this guest. <laughs> yes. So it's I dragged her. Yeah, I dragged her on because. Last week, especially, I kept mentioning, oh, I have a friend, I have a friend, and this friend has seen your tits. So it all ties in. (laughs) I believe it's mutual, actually. No, it is mutual. It's mutual. We've seen each other's. Okay. (laughs) I think that was a wild Vegas trip, wasn't it? No, it was in It was the Australia Day. Oh, Australia Day. Oh, my God. Okay, maybe we've seen each other's tits multiple times. (laughs) That is exactly what I said last week. I was like, wait, was it Vegas or was it Australia? Yeah. Oh, God, they're all a bit hazy. Okay, so we've brought her on because she is the queen of events. So she's here to talk about some event-related topics, and then I will tie in some travel-related information in regards to traveling for a corporate event, group travel, because I'm sure if anyone has Mm -hmm. traveled for an event, they're always like, oh, how does this work? How how are people booking us? So it is- Yeah, I'm interested because I know nothing about this. Me and corporate travel, big fat donut hole. Like Mm -hmm. I know little about it, little to nothing. Yeah, groups suck. So- Haley, oh. welcome. <laughs> I was say, groups don't suck. <laughs> it's my whole wheelhouse. <laughs> you, you have to stay positive. You have to stay positive. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> but I will say it's a love-hate relationship when it comes to group flights, for sure. I think anything flight-related is a love-hate relationship. Mm. You, know, you mm-hmm. love it when you find the deal and then you hate it when, <laughs> when you're in the middle else. seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you don't get the choice. It just gets booked for you, back of the plane, middle seat. <laughs> With a baby. Which, mm, yes, mm, yes. Which is, okay, which is my personal, not the baby part, but that's, that's my personal experience with corporate travelers whenever I've had to travel for work and I have not, not my personal job, but like a company I've worked for. I don't get any choice on anything. I get stuck mm-hmm. in some weird, like just the back row, middle seat, no baggage included. I've had colleagues get stuck with like 12 hour layovers in Addis Ababa and stuff like it's crazy. So I'm super excited to hear about events and groups and corporate travel. But before we do, we have to do the dreaded COVID update, but we're not going to make it big this week because I'm done listing off countries. I'm done. Yeah. We need to do a recap of last week as well. Yeah. So last week uh, we did LGBTQIA plus travel still a mouthful uh which was awesome because we learned about countries that might not be the best place for people who are part of the gay community to be traveling to and to be being themselves in which is very unfortunate but you can go it's just a a matter of you know holding back on pdas and and stuff like that your identity 
yeah. going back oh. into the closet. Yes. Yeah. Which is such a shame that there are countries that haven't really caught on yet. But look, I'm going to throw Australia under the bus. They legalized gay marriage super late, super late, embarrassingly late. So there are still plenty of other places that are catching up. But then we did have all those other countries that we listed off are actually open with COVID and taking tourists now. So there's a lot of good information in there. And Adam, so you had that story. So in the last episode, we spoke about Iran and Iran having the high, second highest number of sex transplants in the world, which was crazy considering they were very high on the list of places that people who are gay shouldn't be going. And mm. you had a friend who told you a story about why that potentially is. I tried to research this online. I could not find information. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. I tried, available. I tried to fact check this and I couldn't, but actually it sounded pretty like logical what the story you, so you tell the story. Yes. No pressure. So I do have a friend inverted commas who is Persian. Um, he is born and raised San Francisco. So, you know, it's a little bit different. He did used to go back to Iran when he was younger and he still has family and so forth that are over mm. there. And he was telling me that the reason why there's so many operations and surgeries for gender reassignment is because it's obviously illegal to be gay and it's a sin because of religion religious mm-hmm. <laughs> connotations <laughs> um and uh so what they do is if you're caught in the act of you know being a fag then you'll get arrested and they pretty much say to you you can either die or go to jail for life. Or if you kind of come up with a loophole and say, oh, no, 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 I am actually a woman trapped in a man's body. So I'm attracted to men because I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. They will pay for the gender reassignment. And then you don't have to be sentenced to death or life in prison. So it's oh. kind of like a backdoor and it's too much backdooring caused you this back hole, <laughs> back hole loophole. Um, and yes, he said that there was a YouTube video. He did try and find hey, the YouTube video, okay. but we kind of got over it within a few minutes. And it's hard to, it was hard to research. I was looked up a, a bunch of keywords and nothing was kind of like sparking the, the topic, but it makes sense. It's also a crazy loophole because I mean, what if you don't want the, the surgery? Well, what what's be- better than death? True, true. <laughs> well, the thing is, yeah, it's very permanent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of them actually end up killing themselves because yeah. it's not oh. what they want. And now, because they have to dress as a woman, you yeah, can't just different. put. Yeah, you can't just like throw on a dress and. And the sex is different at that point too, Uh, right? The sex is different because you're going to have gender reassignment surgery. So it's not going to be what you were originally wanting. Yeah, it's a weird situation to be in. Yeah. So that's why that was so high on the list. Do we do a poll on our Instagram (laughs) and say, who knows this story? Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) Controversial. Controversial. (laughs) I don't know, Adam. I you might, might get taken my- off social media. <laughs> Accounts blocked. <laughs> no wonder this story was hard to fact check. <laughs> like this, oh, that's true. You that's cannot true. Google this story, I don't think. <laughs> right. But it's a would you rather. So like it's a hypothetical. <laughs> you know, it doesn't need to have facts. It's just would you rather death or life in prison or have your gender reassigned 
in adult. Oh, I feel but strongly hey, for this is a, a vetoed <laughs> veto. I'm vetoing this. Okay. <laughs> okay, being outvoted. No more special guests when I'm getting outvoted. <laughs> Two against one. You might have to put like a sensor warning on the poll first of all <laughs> right <laughs> like the, the, the next poll is related to this episode to this conversation we can do a close friends oh, we could do that That's how good. about we just ask our gay friends okay okay <laughs> well i know i know i don't know now that i'm thinking about it i don't know what i would do what would you do, do you know what i would probably try and do the gender reassignment because See you can always go back on the other option if the first one doesn't work out. <laughs> right, and then I can <laughs> Yeah. Like, you can't really choose the death and be like, oh. And then like, decision. I wish I had tried this option first. <laughs> yes. Jesus, guys. We've really digressed into a dark place. Okay. Yeah. Well, last week it was controversial. Now we're rolling with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. I think that's I would a- say the gender reassignment and then try to flee. <laughs> right. Just that's actually a that's actually smart. That is so smart. <laughs> a loophole. Surgery. A loophole. Yeah, and, then, and then leave once you're free. And then maybe you can get the surgery back yeah. later. Well, yeah, with that story about last week with the infant that went from boy to girl, mm. he did then go back to boy. Oh. So maybe so, that's... There you go. You see, Haley. Haley for the win. There you go. Yeah, there we go. H- Haley found the right decision to that. Yeah. <laughs> the right solution. We don't need really a poll about anymore. This. Whoever's listening already knows the answer. They know the key of to success. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the recap on episode eight and i had a good time last episode was fun and i'm excited that Haley's here today because i haven't seen Haley in so long it's mm-hmm. been several years yeah yeah, yeah i can't, I can't like remember you. when the last time we saw each other in person anyway no and i mean you live like two hours away too i know i know now <laughs> now we have no excuse it used to be easy that it was you were in the u.s and we were in australia or new and york, then you were in new york yeah Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, now LA and San Diego is <laughs> no excuses. All right. So COVID update. Now we're not going to list off countries who's open, who's not. You can Google that shit now, listeners. Okay. I'm, there's so many open. I, did, I think, um, did we update our story to say that there's 90 plus now? There is, but also the CDC came out with like a list of 80% of the world's countries that you should not be traveling to. So according to the CDC, they're warning you against it. But there are 90 plus countries that are open. Mm-hmm. That Rude, so you've got yeah. you've got the warnings, which are just warnings. But I think the biggest thing with the vaccine passports, and I actually hate the word vaccine passport because it's not Same. what it is. It's Same. confusing a lot of people. It's making oh, a lot yeah. of people freak out. And firstly, the vaccine is not required. Nobody yet, to my knowledge, has come out. And it's the 23rd of April. Nobody yet has come out and said it's required. No country, yeah. no one. No, no country, yeah, I agree. you need to have it. So people who have thrown up their arms about how it's unfair and how they don't like the idea of a vaccine passport, chill, calm your sacks, right? It's not necessary. You I can go the other option. People are, because the thing is, I don't know anyone who's anti the vaccine, but you always mention them. I do, I know a lot of people <laughs> who are anti-vaccine. How a lot many? of them. Give me a percentage. Mm, I'd say about 30% of my friends are anti vaccine. Wow, that's really and hard. Not, and not because of political beliefs. A lot of them just don't want the vaccine. They're just like, I don't see. I think, this is my personal opinion, I think it comes from a position, a little bit of entitlement of it's my body, my choice, which makes sense. You are entitled to have that decision. But I also think that 
some of them have antibodies so they feel like they shouldn't have to because mm, they've got yeah. the antibodies and yeah. some of them also don't don't want the vaccine that is don't trust what's in it they want to see what happens first and so i totally understand all these perspectives what i get annoyed with are the people who are politicizing the vaccine i mean there is a, a political element of it but they're politicizing it to the point where they're protesting the fact that you need it for travel which you don't nobody has said you have to have it it's not a one size fits all situation with the vaccine for travel it's a if not a then b right if you don't have the vaccine then you have to get a pcr test yes and people need to understand that that it's not going to be a requirement for travel it's just going to make your life easier and that's the choice you have to make the vaccine whatever, you know, you get it, you don't, it's up to you. But then you've got all these companies, right? How many companies are trying to rush and make their own app, their own version of this vaccine passport? They should just let IATA do it. Let IATA take care of it. They're the best people to do it. And who, what is IATA? Yeah, so IATA are the International Air Transport Association and they pretty much are the like overarching business that control the world's airlines. They're the best people to do it. I think it like even when you go online, I, no, it's a dot org. So, okay, so it's an organization, uh-huh. but like they represent the interests of the airline transport, the transport industry. So they yeah. are the best people to do the job. And actually, a client of mine the other day asked me because he didn't want to get the vaccine, and I said, okay. He's like, yeah, I don't know who these Ayata are, and it struck me. I'm like, hey. <laughs> We know who they are because we're tourism experts, right? We're tourism industry. It's our job. I mean, we'd be pretty much out of a job real quick if we didn't know who IATA was. Um, but does the lay person know who IATA are? And are they required to? No. So I can see why they might get their knickers in a knot if all of a sudden there's this big company they never heard of coming out with this vaccine passport for travel. You know, it's kind of just like layers of just information. That they're like, who are you and what are you doing and why do I have to get the vaccine to travel? So... IATA are the best people to do it. And a few airlines have already adopted it, yeah? I think Lufthansa have got it. And Swiss Airlines now are using it. I don't know. I believe <laughs> I believe they're the two so far. But every day, I feel like every day I open the news, there's another airline who's adopted it. They're like, okay, we'll there's try it. Now, there's too much information, right? And it's there always is. changing. And now that 90 plus countries are open, it's hard to really take note of who's doing what, where, when, how, and why. Yes. So, you know, that's why, like, if we get some hot gossip, we will throw it on our um, Instagram, put it as a story, maybe a post to keep everyone informed. But um, if you're going to a specific country, check IATA. IATA, their website does have a way that you can filter and search by country and it will say, yeah, say what requirements are needed. And I think it actually goes into visas as well, which is is good. Yeah. And there's also another company, they're called SafeScore, and it's just gosafescore.com. They they do something similar as well. And you can input where you're coming from, where you're going, and it'll tell you what the current COVID updates are and, and what the requirements for entry. So the information is out there. Yes. And maybe this is a good segue to go into the corporate world and corporate mm. events for Haley. Mm. Because what is going on with COVID and travel? with the events world and the corporate world realistically at the moment not much <laughs> <laughs> it's been pretty quiet it's been a quiet 12 or 20 well 18 months I think now even yeah. I think the hard thing with the corporate travel is everyone's just waiting for somebody else to start oh. like they're all kind of just 
seen what Somebody another company does. <laughs> Somebody has to go first. So we saw it a lot last year when um, Apple and Google were cancelling their events. As soon as those two big companies would cancel their events, then it has like a knock-on effect. And all of the other corporations then seem to be like, well, if Apple and Google are cancelling and it's not seen as like um, like corporately responsible, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, then they're like, oh, well, we best not because it's an image thing. Yeah, and I have think- a friend who works um, in the event uh sector of Google and he was telling me that Google well this was a few months ago this is probably six months ago now so it's probably a little change I should catch up with this said friend (laughs) um (laughs) and he was saying that um you know these companies don't want to put their foot forward because if their event does become a super spreader event Mm -hmm. it's going to be top news yeah their name about it and it's their name who went too hard too fast and they don't want to be liable for a negative connotation when it comes to COVID so I should actually um reach out to this said friend see what their like status is now they're working for Facebook right now um but same 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 Google Facebook I feel like they're all the the tech the the same kind of yep same kind of standing yeah it is interesting because you can see like travel is definitely starting but for a company to say you have to travel it's different than an individual saying I would like to travel that's so true that is so true right and then that person that individual who's traveling for work I guess then is going to ask questions about their own safety and Mm -hmm. what is in place to protect them what happens yeah if you know, God forbid they die or something while they're away and they were yep. or even get corporate. sick. Yeah. Like if they get sick, then the company's then responsible because they were the ones to say you should be traveling. Oh, that's so that's such a sticky. Mm-hmm. It's I hard. Thought of that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. So yeah, I think it's a little bit different because it's not a personal choice. So what we're seeing in terms of companies then saying, okay, well, we'll give you a personal choice is would you like to go or would you like to still attend virtually? So now we're seeing that it's all kind of like hybrid. Some people go because they can feel comfortable going to the event, but then everything is streamed for the people that don't want to take the risk or they don't feel comfortable traveling, then they can attend the event from their house. I'd be so curious what percentage choose to go and what percentage mm, choose to go. Mm-hmm. That's a poll. Yeah, it's a poll. poll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. We've had a few. It used to be all virtual. Last year was all virtual. Companies were like, you know, we can't even choose to travel if we wanted to because flights were getting cancelled and there wasn't even the uptake. You couldn't now... even go outside. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, you can go time? to the grocery store. Well, last year we could not go outside, guys. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Distant memory. Um, but this year, even me I've been invited to a few conferences and when you register it's always would you like to go in person or are you going to be attending virtually I'm ticking the in-person I can't wait to go somewhere (laughs) get me out of LA and another thing to think about is a lot of different states and different venues have restrictions on how Mm -hmm. it's so, yep. you know, how are you navigating that in the events world where you don't like, let's just say you're inviting a thousand people and it's a uh, virtual versus in person, mm-hmm. is it 
capped at a certain level. So the mm-hmm. first 50 are allowed to go in person and the rest have to be virtual. How do you handle that? Yeah, well, that's something that's just now starting to come because what we were finding originally is people were trying to book spaces. So we had an event that we were trying to book at the start of the year for Vegas. Mm-hmm. When they were trying to book, the rules kept changing. So it was going to be 200 people could be in the venue. Then it was 50 people could be in the venue, but that 50 also had to include all of the wait staff and all of the hotel oh. staff. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, okay, well, that's really 35 people could attend in person. So when it was that, it was like, okay, this is too difficult. Events are just changing. Like you book it, you reschedule it, you book it, you reschedule it. So that was even too hard to manage. Now it's kind of getting to a stage where it's like, okay, if we are booking for full, we seem to be okay mm-hmm. in terms of as long as they have six feet apart, as long as they can do social distance dist- distancing measures, then we kind of have like a number that we can play with. But yeah, most of our events are such reduced capacity but even now we're seeing more people are still kind of wanting to attend virtually mm-hmm. so yeah. we're not hitting the numbers like you have to go to an exhibition hall but they can take 50 percent. so we're not hitting our numbers yet based on in person huh and have you noticed at all Haley? is there been an increase in I guess the rates of planning these events because of all the extra work that you have to do with regards to the constantly changing rules and all the rebooking and all the reshuffling and the making sure that the six feet distance, you know, there's a lot of extra work. Even oh, there is. Agent, there's so much mm-hmm. extra work. And I've always, I've always struggled with setting a service fee. And now I'm kind of in the mind of like, what is the appropriate infl- inflation here? Right. Yeah. For it's the work tough. that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was going to ask as well, are these events costing more because there's requirements for, you know, additional cleaning and yep. staff yep. spending longer to disinfect and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, is virtual, everyone thinks, oh, it's so cheap to do, but virtual events are still costing $100,000 upwards because by the time you do the technology, the recording. So if you're now saying you're going to do virtual and hybrid, you're mm-hmm. essentially adding two event costs into one event But then the in-person events, normally you could say, okay, we have a minimum spend of $50,000 and you have 500 people. So that's whatever, X per person. Mm -hmm. But now because of the reduced capacity, you can only have 250 people, but the minimum spend is still $50,000. So for companies planning events, they now have the virtual event spend and a higher in-person event spend. So the event cost is huge. For us third-party planners, it kind of sucks because you do the event three times and you only get paid for the event logistics of it once. Mm. Um, But generally for companies, it's definitely costing a whole lot more to organise. Interesting. Yeah, I can imagine that's the case, that things are going to get more expensive just because of all the extra measures that have to be taken. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen them charging extra for cleaning and things like that, like those additional things that go with it. It's just that you can't spread a cost, spread out the cost as much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now what we're seeing as well is because obviously you're not paying the flights or haven't been because people aren't traveling. Mm -hmm. 
but now companies are starting to do roadshows so that instead of flying everyone to one location where you obviously have a lot more airfares and hotel spend, they're starting to do roadshows, but then you have five venue costs instead of one venue cost. So it's kind of like a different way of organizing events these days. Yeah, because I mean, you'd have to five venues, five like mm-hmm. five ways of organizing it. And yep. then, yeah, yeah, no, that's five planning I mean, fees. It works out financially better to split it up into smaller groups and to have people fly in, but then to go to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, it's different. Like you have more costs organizing. So like plan is to organize it costs more to do five events mm-hmm. than one, uh, but you have less accommodation and flight spend, but you have more venue spend. So yeah, it kind of- Time to get creative, right? <laughs> you got to get creative. Yeah, that's for sure. I am well, waiting for the day where you can just organize a thousand people will fly into one destination well, and do thing. a big event. Do you think that let's just fast forward to two, three years down the track, do you still think that companies are going to do both the hybrid and the in-person? Because I know people mm. in hotels and I know people who go to these events regularly and they sway, they have to be in person. They have yeah. to do face-to-face. It's different. Mm-hmm. Even now with us doing this call and we're on the Zoom and stuff like that, it's not it's not the same when you're in person. Mm-hmm. Um, no. A lot of people are like, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. But then when you actually run the event, they're still selecting, we'll do virtual. Yes. <laughs> so do yeah. you think <laughs> in a few years' time that it will still be the hybrid events or do you think that people will still go in person because you build that rapport? Yeah, I go back and forth on this. Definitely in person like the amount of companies that are like we can't wait to get our people together networking is really hard on a virtual event like all of the companies that come to us are like what's some creative ways to do networking and it's like you can do some creative ways virtually but it's never going to be the same as in person like and the attendance like people drop off so I feel like it's going to go one or two ways one I think definitely in person is going to come back people are so excited by it the thing that I'm unsure about is so I attended a conference um last year that was virtual that I attend every year every year there's 3,000 people that go to Vegas for this conference and it's great like it's a three-day event you meet with all the suppliers and it's always fantastic 3,000 people is their max because of the venue that's the Venetian and they just can't take any more than that this or the last time I attended when it was virtual they had 30,000 attend so they've gone from 3,000 is their cap and they really have to limit it because it's expensive to now they got 30,000 people attend so like the number is crazy so one I could see that they keep virtual and hybrid just so that they can capture more people per events Mm -hmm. and you can capture people that you know, they might be in Australia or in India yes. or in England that never have come to the event before. Exactly. So I can kind of see that they'll keep hybrid just because it's in person for those that are there and can do it, but virtual for volume. But then on the other hand as well, I can see the hybrid kind of going away because if you're going to say, okay, you've got an event that's $250,000 in person, adding virtual is going to be another hundred thousand dollars if they're tied on budget I can see them dropping that 
mm-hmm. virtual piece and then just going back to in-person only. But are they charging for these events? Obviously they're charging like a per person as well. So if they're getting 30,000 people coming in virtually, mm. maybe that's a bit more lucrative well, than... Th- that's the harder thing. All of the virtual ones that were last year that I attended that normally I've gone to in-person were all free. Oh, well, then that's so different, yeah. It's hard to charge for a virtual event. It seems to be anyway at the moment. Yeah, and it's really interesting because the thing is when you're on a virtual event and, you know, depending on the nature of the event, you know, you you can't offline with someone. You can reach out to them and you can say, Mm -hmm. hey, what's going on? But essentially it's the same as going on LinkedIn and you can see that there's a connection there and so forth. It's probably a little bit um, more targeted than a LinkedIn but it's still a cold reach out. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure certain positions are getting, you know, from 30,000 people, you know, thousands of requests and information and so forth. And it just gets very overwhelming where when it's face-to-face, I know for me, I'm a face-to-face person because I'm a very big personality where if I'm typing out something as a warm, you know, like, hey, how are you? someone's going to like ignore it and so forth yeah. as opposed to yeah. when I'm larger than life and mm-hmm. you know, just with you at the bar, you know, I'm going to land that deal and I'm going to get that contract. Yes. And I'm yeah. Have- yeah. By the time you've had a few drinks with someone and then the night gets a little hazy, you're going to remember that person. Yes. Whereas yeah, if you got a random, just- Hey, see you connected yeah. to the conference. You're like one in 50 <laughs> people in the inbox at that point. Yeah. Versus- you're like, nah a group of people in the bar where it is a personality thing and you know you can really sell yourself just as a individual yeah right and let's face it at the end of the night I could be in their hotel room (laughs) (laughs) that's how you're gonna instead of just in their dm now virtually yeah yeah, exactly instead of remembering my face you're gonna remember something (laughs) hey but at least now instead of being in one person's hotel room you could be in 3,000 people's DM. Wow, what have I done? (laughs) Scandalous. Exactly. With your emojis. That was was a very good insight as to the event industry and COVID and moving forward. And when do you think the fall this year is when things are going to get back up and running? Fall seems to be the target at the moment. Everyone keeps kind of postponing their events together and now it's fall we were so optimistic last year when we first started COVID we moved everyone to the summer so summer 2020 (laughs) then we're like all right okay by October November Thanksgiving so we moved everyone to November then we did the January we skipped summer this year and we've just gone to fall so you know Adam fall just happens to be I did I thought of it I thought of it it just happens to be October we only have a few more months to see if that's going to be true. I know, I know. I yeah, think it can... will be. I'm confident it will be because even like I look at my own bookings for stuff and I'm like, I feel better about booking the end of the year than booking summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like now people are vaccinated. By the time summer comes around and everyone's like over this and wants to do mm-hmm. something and they're out and about during summer anyway, I think the big thing would just make you, well, not making sure, just seeing what those big companies do in terms of their events. Yeah. If they do something, then other companies will follow. Well, I don't have too much information on this, but I have a friend who just landed a contract for an event in Barcelona for summer. And I, I, I need to meet with her to talk about this, but I was kind of like, I have so many questions about, because mm. I mean, Spain is locked down and they're having a third wave 
and they can't they can't make up their mind whether they want to let people even just travel regionally Ooh. and actually spain just uh added that masks are required when you're swimming which is ridiculous <laughs> yeah it's so you can drown yeah, it's a requirement now. So I can't even swim that well without a mask. Let alone like, yeah. <laughs> is it like a scuba mask, like the one with the no, little? No, like, it's it's literally like you're just your regular mask you'd wear. No, around I, I don't believe that. That that is fake news. You I need pay, to all right. Well, then fact check and we'll, Google we'll, check that one. Google check that one. I feel one. like that's that's easier to fact check yeah. than the, <laughs> than the Iran, Iran story. story. Seriously, uh, but yeah, but she's going there for summertime, Barcelona, and I'm just like. Yeah. That's very overzealous of Spain to think they're running events. Yeah. Um, hey, look, that gets me excited. Like, I'm hoping it's true just because. Yeah, means I'll let you know one day but... if they meet up with her because that's, I mean, that's good news if that's what's happening. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go to Spain. <laughs> I mean, this is not obviously like in a corporate event, but even Oktoberfest is being run this year. Yes. Yes. Well, Oktoberfest I'm meant to be going to, but we'll see if that actually Can ends up happening. I have not booked my tickets. We've got to see oh, how. How are you getting in there? I know, I know, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have to lose is great. It's great. I've been three Always times. I've been three times and I can't wait to go back again. My friends and I all thought about going this year again. We're like, let's just do it. But then having been three times and knowing what the experience is like pre-COVID, I cannot mm. imagine Oktoberfest being the same with even just tiny covid rules like the minute yeah. that beer starts flowing right. everybody's on the tables dancing and the chairs dancing there's hundreds of thousands of people crammed into spaces i think mm. it'll lose a lot of its charm but as a first timer it's actually probably a good thing to go yeah. because you don't have this expectation of what it, what it was like that's true yeah yeah we'll see how we go i can't imagine if they limit though the number of people that can be in each of the tents then it's even harder to get, to get tickets, tickets and things like that so yeah we'll, if, we'll see yeah yeah and if you need help with getting tickets i can just send you there's a really good website that i can't pronounce it so i'm not going to <laughs> but they're really it's in german it's, in, well, yeah, it's definitely in german uh but no so october 1st this website's really handy because they tell you they they link every single website within that for each tent and they show you how to make yeah. the reservations. Yeah. And they oh, tell you whether reservations are open or not. And it's made my life super easy because we do the I reservations normally in January for each year. So yeah, I do say, I, I think I've missed the boat. I think you <laughs> I had a look. Okay, though. I, you, oh, I think okay. you might be fine because I'm still getting emails that some tents are still haven't opened up yet. So it oh, might just great. be the case of, yeah. And then there are certain days of the week where it's quieter. And I think mm -hmm. with not as many locals traveling to Germany, like regionally in Europe, I think you might actually be okay. Yeah. Right. I'll check it out. Yeah. I think I maybe it's a good idea to share that as a post perhaps for all of our listeners. Yeah. yeah. And actually we should do a whole October 1st episode because it's such a ride. Season two. Mm -hmm. Season two. <laughs> Season two. Summer. Yeah. Summertime. Summertime. Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to the corporate event space, flights and group bookings. It's interesting because when each airline has a groups department, and I'm sure you've heard it when you call it's press three for groups or whatever. Yeah. Now it's very interesting groups as a travel agent, because the thing is, if you need, let's say, say 50 people, the fair class in which Ros and I have spoke about in previous episodes, there needs to be 50 seats in that particular booking class. Yeah. 
Though sometimes it's actually not that cheap to do a 50 person booking because it bumps up to a higher category of class. Um, depending on how much time you have as an agent, I used to do it when I was doing entertainment travel for, you know, cast and crew. Um, you could break it into segments where you can do 50 at a hundred dollars. Then the, wait, did I say 50? I meant five, um, five, <laughs> five, your whole booking. <laughs> yeah, the whole plane. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay, guys. Maths isn't your forte. No, it's not. <laughs> None of our fortes. Okay. I don't do anything else. I know. Like I'm good at it. Um, so five for a hundred dollars. Then the next ten at two hundred, and then you break mm-hmm. it up like that. Um, to save the client that extra money. Also, one thing to note, and I'm sure Haley knows this as well. A lot of the time with group bookings, status doesn't count. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Don't accrue points and you can't do upgrades and it totally sucks. So a lot of corporate um, travelers, they're road warriors. A lot of these people are traveling, you know, multiple times a month and they need their status. And they normally have credit cards to also Mm -hmm. to have status as well and so forth. So for me as a profession to do groups, that's why I said at the start, it could suck because you do generally book these 50, 100, yeah. 200, depending on the size of the event, at those intervals. You try yeah. and break it into seven people at this class and then the next nine at this class and then 15 at blah, 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 and so forth. So it can be a bit of a nuisance. So whoever's listening, whoever's done a corporate event, thank your agent, thank your <laughs> event planner because there's a lot of rigmarole that goes onto it. Um, and people don't realize as well with group bookings that you're treated as one entity. So the group booking has to, has to be, you know, the people going to and from the same destination on the same dates, you can't be splitting mm-hmm. them up and changing things and you're treated as one entity. So if there is a delay reaccommodating, it's actually kind of the benefit of a group booking is if there is a delay, you're all reaccommodated as much as possible together, but that does then make the cost more because you can't take advantage of those cheap seats. Cause I've had a lot of groups where, you know, even for 12 people, you book the first nine seats in the lowest fare class, they get a great deal. And then the other three are left, you know, with the next price up or they all pay a little bit more. And then you have to deal with the conversation of, well, I looked online, it's cheaper. Yeah. It's like, mm, I hate that conversation online because you're not a group. You're an individual at that point. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. We find that all the time because they'll oh. go online to price beat it. And yes, the flight is that price online, but that's for one ticket. If you're then going to buy 50 of them, then the price obviously goes up yeah. a lot. <laughs> and I will say one benefit of a group booking though, especially in a corporate sector, which is very handy, is that name changes are mm. permitted. permitted. Yes. yes. Without yes. question. So mm-hmm. normally that is a big no-no. Doesn't happen. Even if you cancel and your flight's held as a credit, you cannot change, cannot the change name. your name. Mm-hmm. That is a September 11 thing. Um, but because it's a corporate group, and as Ros was saying, it's done as an entity, you can trade people in, out, whatever. Yep. So you really Flexibility need is there. Flexibility. Yeah. You just can't change the flight. The thing yeah. that we always get is, oh, I don't like that flight. Can I go half an hour later? 
feet. Well, no, that's the flat that we've had. Although I will say we have a different experience than you, Adam, in terms of the frequent flyers. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) We must be the better travel agents. Girl, I used to work for the same company. Oh God. I feel like I can't go more than a couple of hours without triggering you. So this is pretty in line. We do book a group booking for somebody, they still get their frequent flyer points. Oh, they must, it must have changed because I know that, that wouldn't have that might yeah. that, that wouldn't have stuck for long where you can't get your points or your status, especially if you're corporate. Because that's the whole reason yeah. why you rack these points up, right? Is because you're traveling for work. And here's yes. a fun fact about an update that has happened: Delta is allowing you to accrue mileage on award travel now. Oh, great! So well, there you go, bitch. I can at least. I know. That's incredible. I haven't done for a while, so that could have changed. And in the time of COVID, you know, um, things have definitely modified. So I guess I'll have to, you know, reteach myself if it comes to that. Checked yourself. (laughs) I'll take the kudos on the group flight frequent flyer, but I'll give you the kudos for knowing something about Delta more than um, I knew. So you can have that one. Yeah, and it's funny because there's certain people that I have in my web, they're so embedded in the status world that they they will know more than it really I could ever know. And Haley is the Delta girl that I will message to be like, hey, can you do this or can you do that? Like what, <laughs> can, you, what mm-hmm. can you call to use a companion ticket? Like when you're at the airport, oh, yeah. the rules my Persian friend is American. I do need a United go-to person. So if there is anyone listening who wants to volunteer (laughs) for my United, send a text message to be like, hey, what can you do? What can't you do? Uh, Shout out, slide in. And Uh Haley is my Delta girl. Yeah, the Delta, (laughs) any loophole that we can find with (laughs) Delta status, I feel like I've tried to go that route. You've tried to work them all. Try to work them all. How to use companion <laughs> tickets for somebody else when you're not traveling. Mm-hmm. How to get them into the lounge when you're not with them. <laughs> like anything that I could do to try and like windle my way into a loophole. <laughs> and I think Haley is the best at this because she's so innocent and she's so <laughs> sweet. She's one of the sweetest people. And especially when some, when she, like she's very intelligent. And she knows her shit, but then when she goes to ask someone, she does it in a way that she's simple. Mm-hmm. So yes. I feel sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I will and say that. I did call Delta the other day. Can you teach me that? Teach me that art because that just has people. <laughs> it has them eating out of your hand because they they think, exactly. you know sounds simple and that you don't know what you're talking about. So they're like, oh, bless. Oh God! Someone, <laughs> someone traveling with you, love, because you might need yeah. special assistance. <laughs> I did do that. I called Delta and they were they kept denying me. They were like, uh, what was I calling? I was calling to change the in-laws flights and we booked them on miles, but they only needed to change the return and they've already flown the forward flight. Okay. And you just lose those miles. You can't yeah. like do anything. You just lose them. They're just going to reprice the ticket as the whole trip. And when I was on the phone to them, I was like, 
oh, I did it the other day with somebody and like had this whole story of like, they really helped me. They got their supervisor and they were able to book the flight for me. So then by the time that you say you've done it before, um, you kind of don't know what you're really talking about. They tend to figure it out and can do it for you again. So just say I you've mean, done it's it before. Really just, it's just a matter of a, um, a mask, right? Or a waiver code in the end. They just have to wait. Well, when it comes that. to miles, I'm not sure because... The miles part of it is you can't just put in a waiver or anything. It's I know I've had this conversation in a previous position where they just, it's something to do with how they requote it in their system. Mm. Um, and I do have to admit, Delta's travel agent desk is the bomb. They will yes. really do whatever they can to do it. Um, so it is possible. Um, yeah. but it's a real rigmarole so they, mm-hmm. they don't like not to yeah but also it doesn't make sense because sometimes you have to pay more when a flight is cheaper oh that's what they were trying to get it to do. yeah it, mm-hmm. it's like, and I've had this heated it's unlike me to get heated but I was <laughs> I feel like that's a lie it's the understatement of the year <laughs> Okay. Coming up with two truths and a lie coming up, and that can be my that, two be, that is definitely a lie. Although I will say, you have calmed down. I'm mature. It's my um, pretty much regular, my regular saying to you at the moment. I'm adulting now, Adam. Got, yeah, I'm adulting. <laughs> so are you. You've got a kid. So yeah, for the listeners who doesn't who don't know, Haley has just popped one out. She is mm-hmm. one of the that I accidentally say that I don't care about their kids. Roll down a hill. <laughs> yeah, I was like telling some story one time. I don't even know why I said it, but um, we were chatting, Haley and I, and I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'll just leave your kid on a hill and then push it down. I don't know why <laughs> Adam would never babysit. But this is probably why I wasn't going to babysit. Yes. This is why. Yeah, you, you'd probably be the bottom of the list on the babysitting well at least he's on the list i'm surprised yeah even if he's at the bottom he's on the list it's funny i get on the list for the dog if the dog needs to be babysat then i get the dog so you're at the top of the list he goes to you for boarding school i ruin his manners and then send him back to adam to be (laughs) retrained yeah exactly (laughs) do you have any parting words on the event spectrum and coming up, any things to be cautious of, anything to our listeners to be mindful of being a guest or maybe running an event? Um, not really. I guess if you go into an event and still don't feel comfortable traveling, don't do it. Like there's definitely um, leeways at the moment in terms of, you know, you're not expected to go anywhere take it at your own pace. Everything's on demand these days. You can rewatch things at home. So I'm going to do an opposite spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say go now, because if you are trying to form relationships, there's mm. not many people there right now. So you can really be the airtime is better. Yes. The yeah. airtime 101 could be better. Flights right now are still very safe, cleaning, masks are mandatory and so forth. So get in, get whatever needs to be done. And, you know, for the economy, especially for all of us here on the podcast, you know, we need the the event world to get back mm-hmm. running. 
So go attend, go have fun, make this a big push. And hopefully in fall, we can, um, you know, see real results. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I changed mine. I ditto what Adam said. Story of my life. She's always copying me. Get your own answer. I should have let you go first. Because especially <laughs> in my world anyway, it makes my life easier if anyone, everyone's going. So go to those events. Do it. <laughs> go to them. Right on. Well, that that sums up corporate travel. Although I think just from that episode now, I have all these ideas about more episodes, like group bookings could be its whole own entire annoyingly. I think we'd come out of a group booking episode frustrated. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, don't hate your travel agent booking group flights. <laughs> yeah. It's harder than what you think. It's just not harder. an easy, it's not a conversation that you just pick up and, and they call. do. No, there's forms involved and oh. classes and then the rules and then the deposit yeah. dates. And that's just to get the quote, you know, that's just to get the first ball, the ball rolling on what the actual cost is, not even. And then when anything. the airline goes to ticket it, they ticket it individually anyway. So then you end yeah. up these 200 confirmations that you then have to do something with as well. And you generally, for a lot of um, risk management, you have to put them into an, a system a yeah, something. where you can run a report if something was to happen. Let's just say in the future, there's a super spreader event. You need to know where, who, what, why, when, so that we can trace them. They do go into a backend system and we had to do that manually because we didn't issue the tickets. <laughs> You know, make it difficult for you. Booking the triggers, the triggers, (laughs) triggers for everyone. (laughs) Love hate relationship. Yeah. All right. So, are we doing two truths and a lie? I think so. Who wants to go first? Her guest goes first. Actually, guest goes first. Goes first. So just tell us your three things, and we will try and guess which one you're lying about. Okay. Well, I will. Um, I will say a lot of my travel has been done with Adam. That is true. So I will guess whether you're lying or not. Yes, I feel like yes. that might be lies. <laughs> yep, and same with Haley. I've incorporated Haley into my two truths and a lie. So mm-hmm. we don't guess each other's. Roz is the one who determines it. Pressure's on you, Roz. No pressure. Yes. And this also, I, I guess my um, truths might go to my traveling, <laughs> <laughs> how I travel in countries. <laughs> So okay. Okay. well, this is what it's meant to be. It's an insight to you. Yes. Yeah. And if it leads to a story, even better. Yeah. It's probably not a great insight then, but okay, here's my two truths and a lie. So I have never cried in Amsterdam because of the cold. Very specific. <laughs> Very specific. I have never had a meltdown in New York because of the heat. <laughs> <laughs> so and I see that's the position there. True. Yeah. <laughs> These and then I have never vomited in the streets of Dubai. Okay, Ooh. okay, that's a hard, these are hard ones. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's Dubai is the lie, but I don't. I feel like New York is the lie. My gut so says say both. My gut says say Dubai, but I want to say New York is a lie. I'm but which is it? You New York. Go. I'm going with New York. Locking in New York. Yep. No, I've definitely had a meltdown in New York. <laughs> yeah, she did. Because it was because the hair extension. <laughs> her this hair extension. Was... I lived there. Yes. Yeah, this is before we lived together there. And 
she had like extensions that was like a carpet on her head mm-hmm. and it was in it was not escaping i know because oh, yes. and she literally was, had a oh. meltdown literally a yeah. meltdown like i was actually I was, wondering that i was like are you like talking about a dramatic meltdown or actually it was a meltdown <laughs> it was definitely we were there like the wicked witch of the east when she gets rained on you know i'm melting <laughs> Literally, we oh, no, she was like out for blood. Yeah, oh, I could not get cool. We'd been there for hours. We were looking at squirrels in Central Park. Oh my god! Because coming from Australia, no, you're obsessed. Squirrels. I remember my first time seeing a squirrel. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm really hot. I feel like I have a carpet on my head. I could not get cool. It was a disaster." Well, I mean, so that I've definitely out done. of your head, right? That's why you put a beanie on; it keeps you warm. Yep. So if you've got extensions on and they're that thick, then it was, yeah, it's not going to get. There's no steam coming out. That's good. yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, it was the right. so, the sewn on extensions. Sewn on, so I couldn't on. take them out either. So. so what was the lie then? Which one was the lie? The lie was Dubai. It was Dubai? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, I've been close. Oh my God. Damn I have been close to vomiting in the streets of Dubai, but no, I held actually. it together. All right. So mine, uh, I've accidentally made Haley miss a flight. <laughs> I've made Haley come to party with me at Mardi Gras in Sydney. And I've made Haley drive 14 hours through Europe. Okay. In so I'm pretty confident I know about this one because I remember the story. So I know that <laughs> the first and the last one are related. <laughs> Hey, you pay attention. They yeah. are related. Yes, Therefore, the it. second one is the lie. Yes, you have never I, I come yes. to Mardi Gras in Sydney with you or made her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should I, have I, added that as one of mine. I had a meltdown when Adam made me drive 14 hours straight. <laughs> I think we survived three. it pretty well. I thought that was good. Uh, there were some tense moments. I remember almost driving off the cliff one time. Oh, in that, one wasn't, that wasn't the same. That wasn't the same drive. No, that, that was a Melfi. I think you're thinking of. But I think this was. I thought this was. No, I got really I, close to the end. No, no, no. That was in um Italy. Ah, uh, okay, maybe we're getting in Italy. Italy. You're driving too close, and I swear we were gonna get hit. <laughs> we weren't going off. Like I swear, she is the. She's like so in Melbourne. She used to be a hooligan, and I don't know if our listeners even know that what that term is. But she's reckless driving, and then um she was doing it in Italy, and I was in danger. Like, but it yeah. wasn't drive this drive was fine okay okay that could have been another one i had a mountain in rome when you were making oh, yes. me drive through the coliseum oh, oh i God. would have hated that i would have had a meltdown that was bad oh my we gosh. had to pull into a hotel oh yeah that was a bad one Makes and sense. as you can tell i always make Haley drive <laughs> <laughs> until until we went to canada and my license had expired Oh, then by and then, then I had to, drive. had to drive, and then you've been driver since. Yeah, because I don't trust you anymore. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> I'm surprised you trusted me until then. <laughs> yeah. All right, Roz, you're up. Okay, I have had illegal drugs in my bag while flying, been interrogated at the airport, forgotten to obtain a visa when traveling. Well, this sounds like it's Adam's two truths in a lie. <laughs> I know. Also, on that Venice trip, yeah. I had illegal drugs on me as well, which and I you get know. detained every time. <laughs> I get detained. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to say no visa. Haley, what do you think? I'm going to say the illegal drugs. 
It's actually I've never been interrogated at the airport. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> we were both wrong. Wow. Yeah. And this was completely an accident, though, the drugs. So I was in Bhutan. And in Bhutan, weed grows freely like a weed, literally, on the sides of the road. It's everywhere. And I picked a piece and just had it in my backpack the whole time, just smelling. Because I'm like, I can, right? I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to have it with me. So I had it in my backpack, just sticking out of my bag. And I'd forgotten to take it out of oh, my no. backpack. When I was flying, get this, from Bhutan to Thailand, I forgot. Oh, damn. I'm, I'm in the air and I'm going to my bag to grab something out and I fucking find this weed plant in my backpack. And all I could think of was that fucking Chappelle Corby. Chappelle. Yes. <laughs> With the bag. I'm, oh, my God. And I have never, I was paranoid in the, in the airport in Bangkok. And I ended up dumping my bag out on the seat next to me and flushing the weed down the toilet and then using my like hand sanitizer to wipe. I literally poured it in my bag, right? Just to try and quell the smell in this fucking backpack. And everything until the dogs fine. come. Until the dogs, everything was fine, but I was, oh yeah, hella paranoid, real paranoid. Was this before you used to fly with Xanax or were you still on your Xanax? I was still on my Xanax. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> But that's prescription. They're legal. So that's okay. Of course, of course. <laughs> yep, that's how I ended there up. There we go. Yeah, literally all I could think of was like the Bali, uh, the Bali Nine, those five, the Bali, the Bali Nine, yeah. Yeah, the t- nine people that uh, in prison and then Chappelle Corby and I was like, oh, is Chappelle? Does anyone know? Well, she's still dancing out. with the stars now. <laughs> so she's out. She's out of prison then. Yeah, yeah she's yeah, been she's out a- for a little while. Well, she yeah, can't be on Dancing in the Stars from prison. She had the Thai boyfriend. Not Dancing with the Stars in prison. It's not Thai Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I think she's, yeah, she seems like she's doing well. Good on her. I hope she listens to the podcast. <laughs> yes, well, we'll have to uh, make a post about Chappelle Corbett's people know. <laughs> yeah. Aren't from Australia. If you don't know who we're talking about, mm-hmm. we'll uh, do a little recap on who Chappelle Corby is and why she's, why Roz was freaking out on the plane when she had drugs in her bag. <laughs> right. All right. So, Haley, thank you very much. Yes. It's been a pleasure to share some of your insights and to have a laugh and reconnect with Roz. Mm-hmm. Yep, we long overdue. We'll catch up together soon. Yes. Yeah. I'm actually going yes. to see Adam. I booked flights to go see Adam in October. So oh, still a ways one. away, but you know. Oh God, it will come around fast for sure. Probably. Yeah, and Haley will be in town seeing me in July. Not yep. she's got some weddings, but we'll we'll see. Not yep. my weddings. I've already been married <laughs> twice, so I'm not. Third time, third time's a charm. Third time's a charm, right? <laughs> so Haley, how do we find you on social media, or do you not care enough? Oh, look, I am on social media. I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know what my handles are. I think it's h underscore contagiacomo on Instagram. Hit her up on Instagram. Spell the last name. C-O-N-T-E-G-I-A-C-O-M-O. Yeah, and you can also go on to our mates rates Instagram. Haley is a follower. Roz, how do we find you? I am under Ask Roz She Travels, but it's ask.roz.she.travels. And on Clubhouse, it's at Rosalind Galati. Perfect. And I am McCo underscore McWhat underscore McAdam. Clubhouse, it's a McMeekin. And our Instagram is mates.rates.podcast. 
Haley, yeah. thank you for joining us this week. Uh, thanks, guys. It's been, it's been fun. <laughs> and on that note, that's a wrap. Have a good weekend. Bye. Yes. Bye.